welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Hall. And on this podcast, I'm going to connect you with inspirational women who will share their real stories. And we're going to chat about topics that are relevant to women today. We'd love to continue the conversation with you and support you on your life's journey. Just join us in our community. Search Facebook for The Inspired Women Community and request to join. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Okay, guys, today I'm here with Sybil. So Sybil is in the Inspired Women community, and I posted in there asking if any of you would like to come on the podcast and talk about racism. And we had two volunteers, which I felt very fortunate that I had such brave, courageous women come forward um, and want to have this conversation. And Reese's episode has already aired, and I'll link that up in the show notes, inspiredwomenpodcast.com. And today we have Sybil. So Sybil is a mother of three beautiful girls and married to a U.S. Naval officer. She keeps busy while working on her blog, Mamas and Coffee, which is pretty awesome. I've read quite a few of your blog posts. I really enjoy them. Um, Managing a wonderful Facebook group of empowering women, which I will also link up in the show notes. Uh, Chasing their dog, Carlos, and managing the kids' activities. Sybil's favorite hobby is sleep. It's mine, too. So <laughs> um, she loves to, she loves to take naps. Naps are I, I tell people like as a mom they're like the most amazing thing ever. Like your kids wake yes. you up in the middle of the night. Nap time. Yes. Um, so Sybil was born and raised in East Tennessee in a small town. I actually want to live forever in Tennessee when my husband gets out. Oh, maybe, okay, so. go big orange, go big orange. <laughs> um, she attended the University of Memphis and received a degree in logistics and marketing. Um, Sybil met her husband there and the rest is history. So Sybil, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Oh, thank you for having me. So you volunteered to come on and talk about this really crucial topic that is going on. We're still experiencing today in 2017, which makes no sense to me at all. (laughs) So tell, share with my audience what inspired you to step forward and volunteer? Because I know there's a story that you shared a little bit in the community about. Yes. Well, uh, my oldest daughter, who is 13, um, she encountered a few um, incidents that were very uncomfortable for her as well as for me um, as a mother, because, you know, we do teach our children that there are racist people, ignorant people in the world that, you know, will dislike them or um, mistreat them because of their skin color. But at the same time, I never imagined it really happening uh, at my own front door. So she came home a couple of weeks ago um, upset, and it was because a child had called her, and and I will will say the word. Yeah, Um, go ahead. We said it on another (laughs) podcast. Yeah, um, called her a nigger. it's my least favorite word, by the way. It <laughs> yes. really is. <laughs> yes. and, and so, you know, I, I said, are you sure he, he said nigger? Um, not that nigger is acceptable either, but yeah. I know a lot of kids think, you know, hip-hop culture that it's acceptable. And she said, no, mommy. Now, this daughter of mine, she is going to come with you with straight facts, with history. She's not going to argue with you. Um, so she did give the child... A, a nice little uh, history lesson. She educated him. I do not believe that stopped him, though. Um, it took another young man stepping up, telling him to stop. 
saying the word and explaining it to him. Um, so fast forward, I'm like, okay, no big deal, whatever. And she came home a couple of days later and was told that a child told her she could not participate because she was not white. What? And I was like, oh my gosh, really? Like, really? And she was upset. I was upset. And Megan, I, I can't even lie. I cried for days. I would, have I would to. just get in the shower and just cry because, you know, I teach my children to love everyone, to accept everyone. And again, it's 2017, <laughs> right? So we shouldn't, ha- we shouldn't have to deal with this. So um, that's what, you know, inspired me to, to step forth and tell my story. And, and it's something I've wanted to do for years to come. Um, but I was afraid. I would, you know, it, it's, it's a little scary to put yourself out there with yes. blogging, um, as well as with talking about race, because so many people will, will say, oh, it, it doesn't exist anymore. Uh, you know, it, that, that's, it, that, that was a long time ago. And you're like, okay, so leave the past in the past. Well, sweetie, my past was just 24 hours ago. Okay. This yeah. happened, you know, for, well, in this situation about three weeks ago, but you know, there, there are just situations that we encounter on a regular that, you know, I think people need to hear about and understand. So, you know, I, I, I uh, just rambled there, but no, that's <laughs> but the whole that, part of the that's podcast. My <laughs> and I love that. And I shared in Reese's episode that I actually, um, it's something that I've, 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 I've realized about myself as I was brought up in a predominantly white area of the country. When Mm -hmm. I say predominantly white, we only had one person of color in our entire high school, entire high school. Um, So I was brought up that my parents would say they're not racist, but then they would say things that I now know that's, that's racist. (laughs) Like you don't say those things. So I say like a lot of people up there, I don't want to say all the people up there because not everybody, but a lot of people up there are closeted racists, um, where they're the people on Facebook that will say, um, I'm not racist, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, those kind of things. And when I moved down here, it was like a culture shock for me. So when I was a teenager, I lived in Florida for a couple of years, which was also a culture shock. But when I wasn't old enough to really understand where when I moved down here, I was in my mid twenties. I had already gotten like pretty solidified in the person I was mm-hmm. and didn't realize that some of the things I was beliefs and opinions I was brought up with were not okay. And they actually were racist until like I was down here with my husband one time and I made, I made a couple of jokes and he was like, that's not funny. <laughs> and I was like, what, what do you mean? Like, you know, that's, I, I heard this from people around me all the time. And he's like, you were brought up in an area that they think that's okay. And it's not, you can't talk like that. That's not okay. And it took like a lot of conversations and making friends of other races that I really realized like, holy crap, I was brought up like races. <laughs> um, so I love having these conversations because I've lived in Virginia for almost seven years now. I have friends of all types like anybody you could think I've, I'm friends with them. And I, for the first time was the minority someplace, um, with the book that I'm writing. Yeah. (laughs) The book I'm writing is the first, like the first time that I've ever been a minority. And it, it was an amazing experience because I know that if it was reversed, it wouldn't have went as well. And that's really sad. Mm -hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, instead I'm like welcomed, I'm hugged, I'm told like it's okay, I'm five minutes late, like no biggie, like <laughs> like they're just so sweet and so loving and and so wonderful that I was just like, 
we need to have more conversations where people realize like the, the opinions and beliefs you were brought up with may not be the right ones. And we might need to break the mold and realize that it's not okay. It's not okay to say the N word in front of your kids because that's where they heard it from. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, they didn't pull it, pull it anywhere else. Like, I don't even think that's allowed on TV. Is it like, no. I mean, kids TV, like I know like R rated movies, but I would hope children are not watching R rated movies. Um, so that's not even on TV. <laughs> like they didn't hear this. Like, you know, if my kid says, you know, shit, they probably, they might've heard it from me or TV, you know, <laughs> whatever. But that the N word is not a word that you hear on TV. So these kids learned it from the people they're exactly. around. Um, so with that, exactly. that being said, um, how, how do you have that conversation with your kids? Like when that happens, like, what do you say to them? Honestly, when it happened for me, and again, my daughter's 13, um, and you know, she's aware, but I had to step back as her mom. I wanted to, uh, I'll, I'll just be honest, I wanted to choke the living daylight out of that child, which I mean, I, I, I can't do, but you hurt my baby and you hurt my baby beyond um, schoolyard mistreatment or schoolyard bullying, right? So I, I really, I just had to step back a little bit and we had to have a conversation about what the, the true definition means, which, you know, she was very much aware. And I was like, it has nothing to do with your skin color, the definition. Uh, yeah. all, although we know <laughs> from yeah. history, you know, it, it was used. <laughs> um, but, you know, we, we discussed that and we just really discussed what her work um, is. And it was hard. It was really, really hard. She was angry. She was um, hurt. But I will tell you, this child of mine, much better than I was because she went back to school and had a conversation with the child, you know, and it was all forgotten. So, you know, I, I kind of take all my other lessons <laughs> that I have taught them. And, and I, I think that's what helped her because honestly, I didn't know what to say to her. Yeah. You know, it was, um, she, she pretty much led the conversation, to be honest with you because I was hurt. I was upset. Yeah. I just, I just wanted to get Mr. Leather and go whoop that child, his mama, his daddy, his grandmother, his grandfather <laughs> and everyone else. That's what I wanted to do. But I, I just think that we need to have discussions with our children about race. Mm -hmm. I say this and I said it in a, in a uh, blog post that I did or Actually, no, it wasn't a blog post. It was a graphic that they did. We talk to our children about sex and drugs, right? We tell them why drugs are bad for them. We tell them to stay away from that, yada, yada. We tell them the same thing with, about sex, right? We talk about you should wait till you're married. We talk about, you know, unprotected sex, diseases, all of that. But we do not talk to our children about race, we say, oh, I'm not racist, so my child will never say or do anything to mistreat someone based on their race. Mm -hmm. That's a lie. <laughs> because what happens is they're going to be taught hatred by someone else, 
right? If you're not talking about it in your home, someone else will talk to them about it at school. Someone else will talk to them about it on TV. The latest stuff that happened with Charlottesville, right? You're watching TV and you see white supremacists, hatred. You never talk to your child about race. They see it on TV, not that media was wrong for showing it, but what they hear is, oh, I'm white, so I should hate these other people as well. So that's now what is in their mind. They don't know any difference because it has never been taught at home. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's, that's my biggest thing. I have, I'm from East Tennessee, little small country town. You said that you only had one person of color. I would say there was probably like 10 black kids in my school. Um, and we would have racial fights all the time. Right. And I used to, I used to wonder <laughs> why are we having racial fights? Because there's only like 10 of us and it would be the boys more so um, fighting than, than the females. Right. Now that I'm grown, I look back and a lot of the white kids that would jump in the fights to fight for their whiteness, they didn't know what they were fighting for. Their parents were not racist. The kids were not racist, but because they had friends that hated black people, they jumped on that bandwagon Mm. because there was no one at home teaching them otherwise. So, you know, it just needs to be discussed. It needs to be talked about um, on a, on a regular basis. I believe, again, we talk about sex, we talk about drugs, talk to your kids about race, let them know. (laughs) It is not right to mistreat someone based on the color of their skin. I agree. I I agree completely. And actually, you know, when things go on, it gives my husband and I a platform to actually have conversations with my kids, like about this. And when everything with Charlottesville happened, um, I had a really good conversation with them about, you know, we don't, we don't treat people differently because they have a different skin color. And with my kids, they can't even understand it because I know they see color. We all do. You wrote a blog mm-hmm. post about it, which I'm going to link up yes. in the show notes. We all see color, but there is a difference between seeing color and discriminating or judging somebody based on their color. And my mm-hmm. children, it's funny, you'll ask them, so they'll be talking about their friend, whoever it is. And I'll say, which one's whoever it is, like, whatever the name might be. And my daughter will be like, oh, you know, the one with the puffy hair. Or my son will be like, oh, the one with the pink dress. And I'm just like, okay, they, they see it, but they don't identify people by their color. Like they identify people by the, the attributes that they identify anybody <laughs> by. Right, you know? right. Great. And my daughter, Audrina, she's always going to her little friend. Her, She has this little friend she's had almost in every single year. I don't know if they're in the same class this year, but they both want each other's hair. And her mom, her mom and I tried to explain that that's, that's just not genetically possible. Like, you can't even get a perm or straighten your hair to make that happen. But they're so cute. They're always playing with each other's. Like, she's uh, the little girl always has like braids in her hair, and Audrina's always playing with her braids, and the little girl's always, you know, playing with Audrina's hair. And they're adorable. And I just wish that us as adults could actually be like that. Like, why can't we, uh, I actually, yes. my friends though, like when they have like really pretty <laughs> hair, I would, can I touch your hair? <laughs> like, I want to, oh, no, you can't, no, hair. girlfriend, you cannot, you, you, you cannot, I, you cannot touch the hair. I asked. <laughs> it, 
I oh, okay, touch. okay, okay. I don't just touch. I always ask, like, can I touch your hair? And some people are like, mm, no. And I'm like, oh, that's yeah. understandable because it's your hair. Like, I'm not going to, but Heather was like, yeah, yeah, sure, you can touch my hair. Why? I'm like, I just want to feel the texture. Mine doesn't feel like that. Um, but I'm kind of like my kids in that aspect, uh, now. And I love the fact that they're like that. And I, I hope that they maintain that. But the, the reason that we do have those conversations in our household is so they can maintain that. And they see yes. daddy, daddy works with people of all, you know, types as well. And mm-hmm. you can't tell daddy never comes home and says something um, about somebody and, and calls out their color. Like you just won't mm-hmm. hear that from him. Um, mm-hmm. and they see that we have friends of all types and mm-hmm. they know that that's okay. But I fear for the times. So my oldest daughter, she's 14. She recently moved away, um, up with her dad to the great white North. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, when she was down here, her and I had a very good conversation before she moved. And I warned her, I said, I know you don't care. You're friends with everybody. You just, you, she doesn't care. Um, I said, but I want to warn you when you get up there to be mindful of what other people are saying to you and how other people might be treating people of color because they will be different up there and it's not okay. And she's like, I won't let anybody tell me that, that I, you know, cause her dad will make racial remarks that he thinks are funny jokes. And I'm like, that's not funny. Like, (laughs) right. Like, I don't know why you people think this is okay. Um, so I warned her and I said, just don't let them taint you. Like you, you have grown into such a wonderful young lady where you don't discriminate Mm -hmm. on anybody like at all. Mm -hmm. Um, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, just don't let them do that to you. And she's like, okay, mom, I won't. Um, so that being said, what, what spurred you and inspired you to write that blog post that you wrote? Um, you know, to be honest with you, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, I think just through conversations with different people, I'm always the, well, I won't say always. Majority of the time, I am the only black lady uh, in groups that I'm in. Uh, part of that is being from East Tennessee, where I grew up. And pretty much, you know, there was only a handful of black folks at my school. So the majority of my friends have have always been white. Uh, And I actually know, I can tell you what sparked it. Having a conversation with a couple of ladies um, just recently, and they were afraid to say black. They were terrified of just saying black. Oh, me too, when I was growing up. (laughs) And I'm like, just say it, right? If you're out with me and it's three of us in a group, I'm tall. There's two other ladies that are tall. We all have on a red shirt. We're we're not going to go through this whole thing of the tall lady with the red shirt. Well, okay, that narrows it down to two people. Well, the la- no, just say the black lady, right? Just say it. I am not going to be offended by it. I promise you I'm not. I'm not, and I don't think most black people would be offended by it. Mm-hmm. If I'm out in a group, like the group that you're working on with the book, right? Yeah. I am not going to go through a whole dissertation of explaining who Megan is. I'm only like the white lady that you saw. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
it's simple. It's to the point, yeah. right? And there is, oh, okay. Um, in our home, we, we don't necessarily talk about skin color. You know, it's not, yeah. I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, I talked to Megan today, the white lady. I'm not yeah. going to say that, right? I'll just be like, oh yeah, I did a podcast with Megan today. Uh, my kids will say, well, who's Miss Megan? And I will say, oh, you don't know her. Oh, yeah. are you sure? I'm sure. And that's the end of it. It's yeah. not going to be, oh, well, she's a white lady that I it, No, it's, yeah. it's done. Uh, but if I, I do use it to describe yeah. someone if need be. Um, and I just want people to understand that it's okay and not be afraid of color. We see that the sky is blue. Yeah. We see, we see that the grass is green. I'm a black lady. I'm a tall, skinny black lady with big hair. <laughs> it is okay. It is okay. I promise you, it is. Like, it is what it is. It's the truth. <laughs> oh my God, I love you so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, like, I, I will tell you, I, I met a lady, um, a station in Japan, and I met this, this white lady, right? When I first met her, Actually, I mentioned her in the blog post. Um, I met her and I, all I knew was, you know, like, again, if I see you, I don't know your name. So I do, I will say, white lady, white lady that said she's from Texas. That was my thing with this chick, right? And I didn't know her from Adam. And one day she, we just started talking and she was she, she had a race conversation with me and she made me uncomfortable, right? Like I was uncomfortable, not because she was saying anything bad, but the fact that she was the one that brought it up. I wasn't used to white people bringing up yeah. race. <laughs> and she was real and raw with it. We have been friends since. So that's been about five, <clears throat> five six years now, I think. Yeah. And we have race conversations. Our husbands cringe when we get together because we have raw conversations and they both are looking like oh my gosh and I'm like what are y'all uncomfortable about this is just real world and um you know they think we're crazy but we laugh and we kind of do it to kind of mess with them as well because we yeah. know they get a little <laughs> a little nervous but um yeah I think just that post I wanted something easy to ease into the discussion mm -hmm. of race and that was easy to do and again just when I have conversations with people I watch them I watch them squirm and, <laughs> and I'm like just doggone it just say it just say it <laughs> so I and, and I'll tell you a lot of my blog posts are random I'm random I have yeah. no rhyme nor reason mm -hmm. I'm I'm not that person that has a writing calendar and no, you know, I'll just sit down the day and say, Hey, so, you know, that post, there had to be something that triggered it other yeah. than I probably, I watched someone squirm. Um, and I yeah. said, let me just write this and share it to my personal page. So they can stop squirming and let them know it's okay to yeah. say the word black. It's okay. Cause I'm, I'm going to, again, I don't know you. I see you. I identify you as a white woman. Once I know your name, you're, you're Megan. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. See, for me, growing up, like, when I first moved here, I didn't know, like, what do you, what do you, what term do you use? Do you use African-American? Do you use black? Do you use colored? Like, my grandmother uses, um, I forgot what term she uses, but it's not, oh, Negro? I don't like that one. Mm -hmm. It's too close to the other. <laughs> <laughs> 
like, like, (laughs) so for me, when I first moved down here, I didn't know what term that you're supposed to use. And one of my friends, whatever one you're comfortable with, that doesn't really matter. Like, (laughs) yeah. 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 It's okay to say black. It's okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. I and I tell people to call me black American. I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know a lot of people African American, but I'm like, but yes, that's my heritage, but I was born in America in Tennessee. I am black. Yeah. American. Like that is who I am. I, I also sometimes check other right just because if I have to check the box because I, I, I'm not 100% black or African-American yeah. I'm not right so yeah. I'll be like other it, it just depends on how I feel that day because yeah. I, I have a little bit of this a little bit of that but we yeah, all do it's, it's, <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> but yeah it's it's more so what you're comfortable with and I and I tell um my friends hey you know what? It's not always what you say. It's how you say it. Yeah. So I I can tell, I can tell when a person is saying something to be racist versus when they are really just trying to understand and and because you may say something to me that is unacceptable to another um, black person. Right. So you, you sometimes are kind of, filling it out a little bit. Um, my friends, I tell them all the time, you can ask me any question you want. Go for it. Ask me anything. Um, and they know, like, I, I have a look when I'm like, okay, you're going a little too far now. But <laughs> I, I prefer um, them to ask me because I'm not going to get upset. I'm not going to just pop off and you know be like you're a racist I I will try to educate them and I've had to you know over the years I've had to like yo yo no Mm. no don't don't. go there don't 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 go there because you know yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) and you know and and it's and again it's because of what they have learned uh in their home growing up and there's also people that just have blinders on Mm-hmm. Right? you just have blinders on and it's like you, you take those blinders off and put yourself in that person's shoes and I say mm-hmm. it even for me being black right black people are racist too <laughs> and yes. that's, that's yes. something that uh, <laughs> people tend to want to deny uh, there, there are some there are some Black people that are racist, you know. Again, I I went for. I was called that white. Yes, by some uh, in my neighborhood, and I was like, "How do I even go about approaching that one? I'm not even going to touch it. Like, whatever. Like, (laughs) that's when you get Mr. Leather and you walk them home and you let Mama and Daddy know that hey, it was probably Mama and Daddy learned that phrase from. That's why I'm like, "Hmm." well, that that's when you educate mom and dad yeah as well. yeah like hey we're, we're mm. don't girl don't get me started <laughs> like i was so horrified i was like did they just call me what i think they call me and my daughter was like yeah they called you that yeah. way and i was like whoa i've never whoa. experienced that before <laughs> like, yeah 
Yeah, it, it, go, it goes both ways. It goes both yeah. ways. <laughs> but let's be honest, it's uh, very, it, it's a small percentage that, yes, it's a, a smaller percentage. Like, yes. there are way more closeted racist white people than there are racist. I've never met a closeted racist black person. You're, you're either racist or you're not. And they'll let you right. know. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> like, that, is, that is very true. That is that is very true. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. It would not be hidden at all. <laughs> so we brought up earlier in the conversation when we were talking about Charlotte's film, White Supremacist. And I don't know if you saw the blog post I, I shared in the community um by Layla shade she's a priestess and one girl got offended because she's like i don't believe in witchcraft and i'm like that's not the point that we're talking about white supremacy here um in her blog and one woman had commented underneath it and said well i don't believe in white supremacy because i grew up poor and me had a struggle for everything and i'm like that's not white supremacy white supremacy <laughs> white, white supremacy is the fact that I will not have to worry about my children going to school and being discriminated upon because they're white. Like it's not going to happen. Like uh, I don't have to worry about my child getting in the car and driving and being pulled over and being shot because they're Mm -hmm. white. Like that's the sort Mm -hmm. of thing. And I tried to explain that to her and I don't know if I got through to her. Maybe she'll listen to the podcast and I'll get to her or maybe she'll be offended that I even brought it up. Um, I'm not calling her name out. So I think I'm doing good. Hopefully she does. Yes. Um, so (laughs) I wanted to ask you, what does white supremacy mean to you when you hear that term? Um, yeah, I, I will have to agree with you as far as it's white power that, um, this is a, it's a hard one for me to answer. Yeah. It's very, it's a very simple answer, but it's very hard. It's very hard for me to answer, right? Because I don't want to sound like a jerk. So to, oh, to no. be simple, simply. It's, it's a true thing. Like, <laughs> it's not imaginary. Let's just be honest. No sugarcoating here. <laughs> uh, just, just overall um, power. Um, Superior, superior, uh, I can't even say the word. Superiority. Superiority to, uh, yeah, to, to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, that is how I view white supremacy. Yeah. And it's, it's been proven <laughs> over the years, you know, that, that is their, their, their manpower, right? Yeah. Um, everyone else is beneath uh, them. If you're not white, you're, you're no one. So, mm-hmm. That's, that's me. No, that's a true thing. question simple. Um, <laughs> and Reese said on her podcast episode, she's like, it's more white male supremacy than yes. white female yes. supremacy. Um, but if I've seen white females do it too. Like I, it's, it's not, I've, I've white people period. I've seen it happen. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not a joke. Um, I, I don't think that means like the way that one girl took it is that that means like, White people are richer, no, but white people are more likely to get a raise, to get hired, Mm -hmm. to have all Mm -hmm. that done. Like, we don't, African Americans, it has been proven, have, um, get paid less than white, white, you know, whoever, you know? Yes. Um, 
Like, I think I saw a, a graphic where it said, you know, white male, white female, black male, what black male and white female were even, and then black yeah. female. Mm-hmm. So like, you're talking like even a, a black male is only being paid as much as a white female and we're not getting as paid as much as white men. So that, yes. that right there just shows that's white supremacy when you're being um, discriminated upon because of your color. Like, I'm not going to ever yes. have to worry about my son having to go and get a job nope. that he's going to like not get paid what he needs to get paid. Like it's, it's going to happen. Yes. Um, or the fact that he's going to go and apply for something and they're discriminate upon him because he's a white man. It's not going to happen. Um, it's not going to happen. No. So that's, you know, when I take that's exactly, I'm glad you didn't sugarcoat it. No, it's very true. It's a, <laughs> it's a true, it, it, it exists in real life and it's it existed exists. for generations. Let's yes. be honest. Like, it's not the fact that, you know, there were black plantation owners that had white slaves. That's not what happened. <laughs> no. Nope. Like, we need to be realistic <laughs> about this. And people are like, the past is in the past. But that is generations worth of hurt. And it's not that far removed. Because no. even um, Reese was talking to me about how her grandfather was the generation who was segregated. Like, they weren't yes. allowed to, you know use the same public school system or the same fountain yep. or whatever it is. So like all of that, they couldn't go in certain diners. Reese even shared on her podcast episode that she one time went into a restaurant, only colored person, the entire restaurant, and they didn't serve her for an hour. And when she approached the manager, he said, oh, we're really busy. And she's like, but everybody that came in after me is being served. But he didn't come out and say, we're not exactly. serving you because you're black because that's illegal. He pretended like she didn't exist the whole time. Well, I can't believe she sat there for an hour because I would have, I would have left after 15 minutes. (laughs) I mean, she said it was very busy. So it took her a little while to realize, oh, like there's other people who walked in after me and they've, their orders have been taken. They've been whatever. Yeah. And they've been served. And so I was just like, I don't know what that's like because I'll never have to walk into a restaurant and feel that way. Yeah. Right. Like that's or, white supremacy. Or, or, <laughs> or, or, I mean, I know, um, this is back in my high school years, um, but late nineties, mid nineties. So not too far, um, ago applying for a job. I, I, uh, went in, I knew the store was hiring, um, was looking for a part-time job, filled out the application. They told me they were not hiring. Well, I just called and you said that you were hiring. Okay, no problem. So I had one of my white friends go in, ask for an application, and they gave her an interview. Same day. And I went back and I said, hey, you just gave my friend an interview. Oh. Well, no, I, I was just here a couple of hours ago and, you know, they looked dumbfounded, but whatever. I, I did end up working there um, and I loved it. I loved, I loved the job, but to me, that was, you know, a little discrimination there. Um, that was a I lot of my- discrimination. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. And I tell my children, you know, I, I have three girls. They're 9, 11, and 13. And I tell them they have to work 10 times harder than their classmate. 
And that is a reality that a lot of people, a lot of white people don't understand. And Mm -hmm. they tell me, oh, no, that is not true. It is. It is true. Um, You know, when someone tells me, oh, your children speak very well. What does that mean? And I'm like, oh, okay. Or, um, and I'm thinking, you're not telling this white lady that I'm sitting next to that her kid speaks very well. Or, you know, to have someone say, oh, you're pretty for a black girl. Why can't you just be pretty? For a black girl. And, you know, people think that's not, they're not being racist. Well, it sounds like they're being racist to me, right? Maybe they don't mean anything by it, but you I highly recommend that you don't say that ever again because you you're going to say that to the wrong black person and you're going to get cussed out or get slapped. So, you know, I every day um, and and my my reality is I'm, you know, I'm married to a black man. Um, My reality is he he gets in that car and goes to work every day. Mm -hmm. He drives a nice vehicle. What happens if he is pulled over? And they think he stole it. And they, yeah. I mean, because mm-hmm. that's that's kind of where the mind goes immediately. Yeah. And, you know, my husband, educated black man, uh, he provides for his family, loving man. There's nothing about him that, you know, is dangerous, but he is a black man. Mm-hmm. And... You know, people are like, oh, well, some of the the black men that have been shot, it's because of the life they live. What do you, the life they live, what? Yeah. No, because there's been several black men that have been shot that were doing absolutely nothing but minding their business driving down the street. And and my thing is this, it doesn't matter if you have a record or not. (laughs) That doesn't give you right to shoot somebody. Exactly. Exactly. Especially you pull me over and you feared for your life. What did I do to fear for my life? But don't you know, even have fear a for your life. Like Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, my, my truth is every day that that is something that I have to worry about. I have to worry about how are my children been treated in the classroom? Yeah. Right. Are they been overlooked because, oh, they're black. They're not going to amount to anything. They're not going to graduate high school. Yeah. 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 And, you know, and that is something that I have to worry about every single day. For me, I, again, I tell you from East Tennessee, very few black folks where I grew up. I've dealt with it. (laughs) I've dealt with it all my life. So I can, I can kind of roll with the punches a little bit. But when it comes to my children and when it comes to my, and my husband is a grown man. Yes, he can take care of himself. It's nothing, but as mom, as wife, those are things that we carry in our heart yeah. every day because, you know, my husband protects us. He protects our home, but I also have to worry about him and I worry about my children and how they are being seen by society and how they're being treated by society. Um, and that's where mama bear comes in. I, I, I will, you know, let people know. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's part of, you know, why I said, let me speak up, let me speak out. And hopefully my story will help someone 
understand and relate versus just saying the past is in the past. No, the past it's, is today. Yeah. <laughs> is it? It's still going on. Is it still going on? Yeah. I literally yeah. thought I, and so mind you, social media lets you know the racist people out there, right? Like that are on your friends list that you didn't know are racist until shit happens. Uh, that you're like, uh, Oh my God. <laughs> Do you know how it pops up when somebody comments under like a public article? Sometimes it'll pop up. Well, there was a news article about a Confederate statue that they now removed here. Um, And one of the women I'm friends with on Facebook comments, I had no idea like that she was this kind of person until I saw this comment because she doesn't post about this stuff, but she comments. It's funny how the rip up oppressed and she put oppressed in, in quotations marks. Um, have a problem with the uh, have a problem with um, the past or with you know whatever, but aren't afraid to take um, help from the state. I was like, <laughs> what? Please, please explain to me how being black equals being on welfare. I know more white people <laughs> on welfare than I know black people on welfare. Okay, I, I, mean, I was going to say the statistics. <laughs> The, the, the last statistics that I saw. Yeah, I was like, my husband came home and I'm like, you'll never guess who the racist not on Facebook is. And he was like, what are you talking about? I was, so he knows the woman as well. And I was like, so-and-so posted this. And he's like, what is this world coming to? And I was like, you know what that means, right? And he's like, yeah, she's saying that all people of color are on welfare. And I was like, yeah. I was like, and that's simply not true. I was like, actually, I don't even think I, I, I don't even think I personally know a black person that's on welfare. I'm just going to put that out there. I don't think I do. Um, but I know plenty of white folks who are. <laughs> People, you know, I have, I have some racist folks on my Facebook page um, with everything that's come out. I, I see it more and more and I won't delete them. Right, like yeah. I'll, I keep them there because this is my proof, and it's enjoyment for me. And I always love when someone throws out a racist comment, and they come back, and then they quote scripture. And oh like, my God! Don't even get me started on that. One. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. But but you know, the Klan, our white supremacists, are always throwing out scripture, right? And I'm like, oh, what, what planet are you folks from? But, have you guys yeah. read the Bible? Because nowhere in it says that racism is okay. <laughs> like, just going to nope. put that out there. Nope. Nope. I'm pretty nope. sure it says love and, your neighbor. That doesn't say Yes, love your neighbor. And, and I mean, if, if we just, if we are just real for a moment, I like real. Um, the, the the description of Jesus looks more like me. Mm. Yeah. Let's think about it. So all of these folks with white power, white supremacy that think they're going to heaven, <laughs> what are they going to do when they get to the pearly gates? Like you know, you're a racist. <laughs> I mean, are they gonna say, never mind, I don't want I don't want in because oh my gosh. There's black folks you, in there. <laughs> yep. And Jesus, you look black. 
So let me, nope, I don't want, you know. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm sorry. I just. <laughs> I I personally my biggest problem is when people cherry pick the Bible. Mind you, I've read it several times front to back. I mm-hmm. know what's in that book. Um and throw stones. I'm sorry, unless your hands are completely clean, you shouldn't be throwing no stones at nobody. And nowhere in that Bible does it say discri- you can discriminate and judge people. It says love thy neighbor, not love thy white neighbor. neighbor. Love thy neighbor. <laughs> Yes. Yes. So if there is yes. one thing, because we have to wrap up the podcast that you would like yes. to leave the audience <laughs> about this whole entire topic, what would you want to say to them? Um, just open up. Connect with other people outside of your race, outside of your comfort zone. Get to know them. Have open dialogue, and just learn to love. I mean, really, just learn to love and don't be afraid to have conversation with your kids about race. And in that conversation, teach your kids as well as yourself that if they see someone being mistreated based on the color of their skin, Mm -hmm. to speak up. Speak up. You take that time and educate that person that is showing the discrimination as well as open up your heart to the person that has been discriminated against. We, we can never heal. We will, we will never, you know, other than can't heal, we will never heal if we don't take the time and try to understand and learn from one another. And the only way I feel that we can do that is have open communication. Yes. Yes. I love communications. Huge. Communication yes. is like, like the biggest thing in any relationship with anybody. And mind you, when I say relationships, when I'm working with people, they th- automatically think marriage. You, ha- you and I have a relationship <laughs> right now, you, you yes. know, on this podcast, like I'm the interview interviewer, you're the interviewee. We have a relationship. Yes. I have a relationship with the guy that just delivered my package. Cause he's the package delivery guy. <laughs> And he delivered my package. We have a relationship with everybody we come in contact with. So the only yes. way that we can continue to improve those relationships is by communicating. That's the, that's why I love this podcast. Like that's why I started the podcast to share those stories and those topics that sometimes are scary. Sometimes people don't want to talk about. Sometimes it's shameful. Sometimes, um, we are just like, I don't, I think I'm the only person that's experiencing this or has been through. It. And then instead you listen to a podcast and you're like, holy crap. I'm not alone. Other people <laughs> yes. have gone through this. Other people yes. think this way. Um, so thank you for being so brave and coming on the podcast and joining me today. Thank you for having me. This is my first podcast. And I mean, I was so excited and like, I loved it. I, I would love to come back and talk about another topic. I mean, I know I ramble, but Lord Jesus, that's just who I am. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Inspire Women podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, share this out with your friends and family, and join us in the Inspire Women community on Facebook. I'll catch you next week.